0: some uh cheese with some extra mold on it today in the uh refrigerator is and my wife asks me so do you think i should just cut the mold off and eat it an age-old question i know or do you just chuck it and it was uh, luckily for me it was it was a kind of cheese that i don't really care for anyway and it was kind of she thinks she bought it for herself so i was like well I'm not eating it in any case. And I think she took that to mean you better throw that away. But I. So in your household, you mm, have personal blocks of cheese. Well, no, but, you know, there are certain types of cheese that she enjoys. She's from Wisconsin. So, and I mean, she's okay. a cheese head, as they say. Sure. By nature. And, yes. Right. By by nature. Is it nature? By nurture. Birth. Nature nurture. Hmm. Yes. Anyway, she likes cheese and all different kinds. and. uh so we have lots of, we have lots of cheese in our refrigerator. I wow. mean, we've probably got eight or nine different varieties of cheese. No at this very way. moment. That's amazing. Sure. Well, we've got think, like, you got your cheddar, right? Uh, well, got-
1: obviously that's kind of standard. It like comes with yep. the fridge. You buy the fridge, they give you a block of cheddar just to like sit there and
0: make you think about it. Uh, exactly. And then we've got mozzarella because sometimes we like to sprinkle a little mozzarella on our frozen pizza. Also a good staple. Pizza. Yep. Yep. Um. So we've got some sandwich cheese. Uh, Would that be the cheddar or the
1: mozzarella, or are we talking another
0: cheese? No, 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 no. no. no I'm I'm going. I'm trying to list off all the cheeses we have um so so sandwich cheese, the, its own the, cheese what's the one that's in the round uh the pro, pro oh provolone provolone yes provolone, we have provolone. Yes. thank you yes uh for sandwiches and then there's some we've got some sliced havarti mm. as well and uh and then uh we have a smoked gouda we had smoked gouda Ooh. slices which is so excellent. good excellent with a little turkey you know on a sandwich
1: smoked gouda always a good
0: choice. uh and then we've got Your kind of a Mexican blend in case we want to make some tacos, right? Yeah, yeah. That's like, that's graded. And then we've got, uh, there's an Italian blend in case we want to put that on top of our uh, spaghetti. And then, of course, just straight up uh, Parmesan. Of course. So that's just off the top of my head, you know, that I can just picture right now in the cheese drawer. But then I think she also had like a block of, you know, I don't know, you know, um, Southern Illinois smoked yellow i don't know what it was <laughs> so that it, is and that epic. was the one that had a little bit of mold on it okay so, so there was like a block of cheese that she sli- you know she like occasionally likes to just you know cut off a couple slices put it with a couple crackers and you're good to go got a oh, nice absolutely. little mid-afternoon snack that is a tremendously packed Cheese drawer. It is, Uh, and we do have a drawer that's. Oh, and we also have cream cheese, of course, for your bagels. And all of this has a shelf life. I imagine. Oh yeah.
1: Um. I mean, some obviously can go much longer. The parmesan can go much longer, being a hard cheese. But all of the ones that I can think of that you mentioned that I'm familiar with, I think I'm familiar with them all, are basically soft cheeses to most extent.
0: Yes. Right. Yes. There is the. We do have. There's one. There's occasionally we'll buy a couple, you know, some hard cheese, but not very often. We do use a lot of pre-grated cheese. So if that ever gets a little mold in it, that's out. Yeah. You can't, you can't cut that mold off. You're just eating. No, if it's
1: already shredded, you know, it's been mixed to some degree. So your human eyes only catching the stuff that really stands (laughs) out. Exactly. I mean, granted, yes, all cheese Mm -hmm. is mold, but like there's a, there's a limit. It's like, it's a line you've cultivated it to the certain kind of cheese. You've brought it to the level of the, um, you know, the brie, but if the brie gets another layer, it's no longer brie. It's Mm. just, it's like, you need to either figure out how far has that gone through? Can you scrape it off? I'm a scraper. I'm okay with scraping it as long as I've noticed it. And it hasn't been sitting there. And then I like close the the cheese drawer gently to wait for the next person to find it. (laughs) You know, you get those moments. You're like, Sure. Oh, that's a task. Mm-hmm. I'll wait for the next. I'm not going to do that.
0: <laughs> that's not. No. What's the uh, uh, brie? You, you do you like the brie? Like some I people do. eat Just... brie with apples.
1: Uh, so yeah, I just had some brie recently where we, uh, took, um, a baguette and we like toasted the baguette, chopped Mm -hmm. it up into like certain, you know, lengths and then you'd spread the brie on it. And then you would put some sliced apples, uh, maybe some caramelized onions or however you feel like it. And just, it's a very simple, but like very delicious, uh, combination in my opinion.
0: I do not like brie at all. It's just kind of, kind of a tinny or what it's kind of a, it has a bite. Yeah. It has a bite. Yeah. And it's not a, Yeah, you, know. you have to have the sweet in there
1: too. That's the trick with the apple. I think yeah, it,
0: no, that's just, you're no? ruining a perfectly good apple then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's the beauty of cheese. I mean, there are so many well, varieties that, that we're never true. all going to agree, but we'll always have something that feels
0: good or tastes good for us. Oh, we also have some goat cheese uh-huh. and uh, some blue cheese. For your salad there's one i can go without blue cheese, blue cheese? Not a yeah. huge fan uh you know you know the blue cheese is actually pretty good on a hamburger if i've put heard it, this yeah it, yeah this is a good this is a good thing i normally don't like anything I, I like the taste of beef just the way it is right with maybe a little salt or seasoning or something but yeah lightly though because i really like the flavor of beef but but blue cheese is actually a cheese that works really well with beef for me
1: I've seen that on menus many times, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, I think back in my cooking days, I even used to have one of those on the menus, and we'd you know put the blue cheese on there. That's but right. um, I've never really gotten into the blue cheese for me. Mm-hmm. For me, it's it's
0: too much of a mold. It is well, it, it literally does have chunks of green mold in right. the cheese. It's, I mean, it's, it's not just, you're not fooling anybody there.
1: I feel like you are testing fate when you eat blue cheese <laughs> because you could have a great experience right. and like your 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 sound is a pound throughout the entire process and afterwards, or it sends you on the downhill and uh, you don't want to be there. And no. I just I feel like there there's too much of a risk you're playing I'm with not fire. Much of a risk taker. I'm really not so much. Yeah,
0: no. you should know this by now. I mean, well, I kind of do.
1: The risks that I take are very much. Uh, you know, in the realm of perhaps some mild public humiliation, but that's the (laughs) extent of it. There's no
0: real danger. What's the riskiest thing you think you've ever done or recently? Recently. Like where you just said, "Oof, I don't know if I should be doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Or does that thought not even ever cross your mind? Uh, I mean, it's been so long in that way. (laughs) Um. Oh, I mean, I. I mean, do you, do you go like 15 miles? Do you ever drive like 15 miles over the speed limit? Do Possibly. You ever, you ever yes. jaywalk? Okay. Well, oh, well that's absolutely. our kind of our, jaywalking is our baseline then. Okay. That's our baseline. So
1: dangerous yeah. stuff. Jaywalking right. in a in a Saint Paul on a you know a, a morning school day when there you know no traffic you know for for blocks. Yeah. Sure. That's the real that's risk. Fine. <laughs> um. You know. Not to mention, I might have, you know, some headphones on. So who knows? I can't hear oh. as much. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Dangerous stuff. Um, No, I, I just, I don't have, I I just, I don't do a lot mm-hmm. that's considered that I would consider a risk. Um, I mean, sure, you get in a car, you're taking a risk, but I don't think well, of that yeah. as the same level as like, and I'm going to weave in and out down, you know, Highway 94 and, you know, well, my do left
0: and right. 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 You know, yeah. Right. I blew through no. a stop. I blew through a stoplight today. On purpose? No, I completed an accident. <laughs> it was one of those streets in St. Paul. You know, some blocks in St. Paul are like 10 feet long. Yep. And then there's so this was one in downtown St. Paul where there was a stoplight. And then, like literally 30 feet later, there's another stoplight. It's like where you can see the light for yeah. the next street yes. and it
1: says green, so, but it's just it hovers
0: right no, below. But your so vision. this is the thing. So I was looking at the second light. I didn't even realize yeah, the there second. was a first light. Right. So i'm bl- and it's red it's like okay i got to pull up to that and then i just look up and like oh i just blew through the first light to right. just to get to the second light yeah and, I, and the guy next to me is like stopping and i'm just like vroom. i'm lucky that you know nobody pulled out on their bicycle and and passed away but right right that didn't happen i just right. kind of I, I did kind of slam on the brakes real quick in embarrassment and fright sure. yeah yeah and
1: and i'm uh, sure it's not the <laughs> only you're not the only one who's had that (laughs) incident probably not
0: it does seem like a really it's a really weird intersection where it's just like it's it's you know you basically can have two cars before you know you can't even have more than two cars in that block
1: yeah 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 i mean i get it's probably like a traffic calming
0: situation but (sighs) maybe you really have to be it's probably for pedestrians of some sort possibly yeah who knows Um, i don't know i'm not a traffic expert but you knew that
1: i I had the, well, so I know that, you know, the streets probably better than I do. Cause I feel like you traverse really? them more often, more frequently. Okay. I know perhaps some of the neighborhood streets more, mm. but I bet like if we put our, you know, our, our feet down and where we know our, our best routes. I'm going mm-hmm. to be able to cover more ground mm. in the general area than I could.
0: Well, you on- certainly know St. Paul better than I do. And I probably know Minneapolis, but well, yeah, no, that's, you a, no, that's me- a good point. I'm Northeast Minneapolis. I'm pretty good on. Yeah. That's my neighborhood. You know, I used Columbia to, Heights.
1: I used to take the bus a lot. And if
0: you're listening, don't be creepy. Don't try to track us down. Okay. <laughs> Just, Keep your distance.
1: I mean, I assume everyone who listens to this show is somewhat a friend, It's probably already one. So
0: I, everybody who's I listening to this show an has probably been to my house at some point, anyway. So. Well, I've never been to your house yet. Oh, that's so oh, that. well, well, we have to. You've never
1: that. been in my house either. So well, that's true.
0: Hmm. We'd like
1: to keep a little bit of distance. Yeah, that's not changed. So there's,
0: that. there's always a mystery. You know, <laughs> it's always a mystery. Let's keep it that way.
1: Yeah. But I, I, I used to take the bus a ton uh, in my okay. younger days, and I used to get really used to the streets because going through St. Paul, yes, you have. It's not clear. The layout is not, you know, like Minneapolis, where you have this street and this street, and you make sense, and the order goes. No, no, it doesn't work that way as we know in mm. St. Paul. No. And yeah. I got to know it really well just because of the bus system. It's like, all right, if you want to get to Kellogg Boulevard, you need to go down this route, which then mm-hmm. zigzag this way over here, and then there you are at the Science Museum. So whatever you know, that kind of thing. Sure. But
0: um it's been a while since so I've done that, but I still well, know it. Do you do you ever take the do you ever just kind of ride the bus just for fun or jump on the train, head over to, to Target Field? and? I used to do that a much more before COVID haven't been on public transportation
1: since then. Mm. That is, uh, I, 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 I mean, I have the, I'm fortunate and I have the privilege that I don't have to do that, um, to get around. Um, but I did really enjoy that experience of having, you know, not have to drive or have to, you know, navigate it myself. Um, and then just get this idea that I'm like, just, I'm entering the the path in a way and it'll Mm -hmm. take me there. And sometimes I will intentionally just keep going because maybe I don't have anywhere to go in this time. And it's like, I just want to see where it ends up. So, but no, it's been a while since that.
0: Well, that's good. I mean, I I think that's wise, you know, kind of keep to your, to your lane. Don't do anything risky. Live as quiet a boring life as you possibly can. And I think that's ultimately what's going to lead to satisfaction. Wait a minute. Sounds like a book that should mm, not be written. Oh, that should not be.
1: <laughs> Giving up in yeah. three steps. Yeah. Okay. Your first step mm. is picking up this book
0: Five Steps Towards Early Death. <laughs> the Five Steps of
1: senility. <laughs> well, there you have it. Uh, do you, um, Oh you had you had something there that I was gonna bring up, but um it's it's escaping my mind. I must have already you know,
0: yeah, you know I, I was, was thinking the same way. thing it's like boy we, we we don't really we haven't we haven't actually announced our topic for today yet. That's it yeah, uh, the topic topic because of- we 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 always have a topic as you know, and we always thoroughly explore every topic topic top topic topical and that's funny because today's topic is topical creams. Topical creams for uh, itches, scratches, and general health um, benefits. And so the mm-hmm. ones we're going to cover today, of course, are uh, calamine lotion mm-hmm. and a cortisone cream, which is excellent. Mm-hmm. And then our our final one is cream cheese. So all three of those we're going to kind of go completely in depth on, and why why you would need.
1: Now, Rob, if I was a listener right now, I would say to myself, cream cheese, I was with you for the first two, what? but now I'm confused. <laughs> I'm sure there's some more hmm. logic behind that, that you... Uh... Are
0: you saying you've never taken a cream cheese bath?
1: Well, I I won't say yet if I have or haven't, okay. but okay. I'm sure our listeners are wondering what could you mean by cream cheese? Is that some kind of newfangled thing that they've discovered in science? That's like, it opens your pores in a brand new way well, or it
0: has hair growth possibilities or something. That's you put your or finger hair right removable? on it. It is hair. No, it's hair growth. It uh-huh. is hair growth. Right. Uh-huh. And, uh, you do have to do it twice a day. So what I normally do is I put it on right after I shampoo and then okay. I, then I put on a ball cap, and you kind of let it sit all day. With the shampoo No, well, I mean, you clean your hair. I'm saying you you have to clean your hair first. Mm. You put the cream mm-hmm. cheese on, put it on your base, you put it on your cub's hat or whatever, and then you go about your day. And when you get home, it's time to refresh that. So you take another shower, put more cream cheese on, put that on, and then you wash it off at night before you go to bed, kind of let, let your hair breathe. I think I've heard a little bit about this. I've also heard that it's very important
1: the kind of ball cap you're choosing because, right. you know, some have like a mesh back which lets in more light. No, 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 Or no, it's a, no. yeah, you know, yeah. it's the it's the snap back versus the fitted. So you want that really secure fit that also right. then keeps the, the UV rays out as
0: much as possible so it really soaks in, right? Absolutely right. Yeah, those, I mean, you know, yeah, any uh, sunshine that would get to your scalp at that point is going to completely destroy all the beneficial effects of it. Plus Mm -hmm. the other thing is you kind of want a lot of extra moisture to really stay in there with the cream cheese to kind of really just get it soaked in. Because if that dries out, well, you're not doing anything at that point.
1: Oh, definitely not. No, no, no. You need need to keep that moisture for sure. That makes complete sense. Right, right. Um, I wonder though, so is this something that is advised year round or is this something that like summer months you kind of want to stay away from? I mean, I'd imagine you get kind well, of well, I mean going it
0: out. it just I mean, you know, hair loss doesn't take a vacation. That's true. Yeah. You're if you if you stop the treatment, the hair's gonna go away. So, in a way,
1: this treatment is a vacation for the hair loss. It puts it in somewhat of a remission. I haven't
0: really thought of it that way, but you know what it kind of is. And the good thing is too, if you ever want bagels, you've always got cream cheese on hand.
1: I was going to say you could probably, you know, you probably don't want to get the stuff that's right on your scalp uh, or on the follicles that exist. You would probably take just the top off, right? Sort of a a skimming if you will. Yeah. Cause you want
0: to save some for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Have you tried this recently? Yeah. I just cleaned up my, um, we just talked about this. I just, Yes. Oh, this is your daily routine. This is my daily routine. This is yeah. your daily routine. I mean, you're. I know you can see me now. Most people can't, but I am, I am. my hair is clean now because I did clean it off for the night. It's, I'm in the breathing stage. Yeah. 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 So.
1: Okay. Well, uh, I mean, it looks great for those who can't see. Thank you. It's doing its job. Definitely.
0: Thank you for noticing.
1: Um,
0: yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a long journey. You know, it's not, it's not something that comes easy, but, uh, but, you know, I think ultimately it's worth it.
1: I was always told sunscreen is the number one thing you want to have, but I'm now really? hearing that cream cheese is also something that you potentially want to have in your arsenal of uh, skincare products. Right. So you put that right up there with sunscreen.
0: Oh, absolutely. I would put it before sunscreen, honestly. Before? Really? Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not a guy who uses sunscreen. I prefer to actually just use uh, vegetable oil and as an accelerant. Because I believe in the summer, in those early, in those early summer months, what you want to do is you want to get your, your skin so dark and crispy that it doesn't burn anymore. And then you don't really have to worry about it. I mean, well, I mean, that's just, I, that's just the way that's just the way I, that's just the way I, I, I was raised.
1: Is it wrong that that description, for some reason, it sounds tasty? Not that you'd actually think about eating a person that's nice and crispy.
0: No, but I mean, really anything fried food is delicious. And you could, and you know, there's that old saying, oh, you could fry up a shoe and it would be delicious. And that's true. Any fried food is great. I mean, you do have to make sure you change the oil regularly. You cannot, you you cannot fry things in old oil. And if you're a donut shop enthusiast, or maybe somebody who someday wants to get into owning a donut shop, you have to change the oil regularly. It's not an option. You not think an you're going to save a definitely. little bit of money, but the thing is, you're not going to save, you're not going to save money in the long run because your customers are never coming back if they taste old oil on their donuts. So many donut shops get that wrong. And it's, I don't understand it. <laughs> short-sighted. Short-sighted thinking is what it is.
1: I feel like it has to be something that is clearly advertised for every donut shop, how old their oil is. Oh, that's a good idea. It's like when they have the sign up that says, you know, X number a day since our last work accident, it's like X number a day since our last change of our oil. I would imagine that you don't want to do it every day because you want to kind of have that, you want to have that baked in feel to get your own kind of flavor, but you certainly want to do it on a regular enough basis that you don't lose that quality and it just disintegrates.
0: No, and I think I think you're right though. I think that really transparency is the key. You know, I mean, people need to know what they're biting into and how old that oil is. I mean, it's so just also- I mean, it's just common sense. It's really it's not it's not government intervention. It's just transparency. We just want people to know. We want people to have that information at their hands. It might because be you- a small burden for some small businesses who Maybe they're not changing their oil as much as they should. But really, I think it's up to the public to decide what the right amount of oil is.
1: You know, I'm going to go out on a limb, Rob, Rob and say that if yeah. you are a small business mm-hmm. and feel that it's too much of a burden to change your oil in a responsible manner,
0: I'm just going to say it. I don't think you're right for the business. Well, so that's that's maybe a bit farther than I'd go, but I, I, okay. I, I don't. I'm not going to argue with, I'm not going to stand here and argue with you. Cause I think you're on the right track. I think it's a responsible thing
1: to do. There are certain right? responsibilities when you're serving the public, especially if it's consumption mm. that you must uh, follow. Otherwise I think it's, it's you, you potentially are a danger, not just to taste buds, but also to the overall experience of someone liking you, uh, your products that could then influence what they have next. Like, Could you imagine a whole society that gets turned off to donuts because they had oh my god no that's no
0: what a horrible world that would be we live in a society nobody wants that that's a a donut shops are a foundational element of America and I, I don't we cannot live in a country that does not support our donut shops.
1: I mean, that's what I mean. If you have that one small donut shop in the middle of nowhere, and that's the only donut shop for 100 miles, they, even, they, they have even a bigger responsibility they really to do. change that oil. Otherwise, they will ruin
0: it. They have a special responsibility at that point. If you're in, in the middle of Kansas and you're, your only donut shop is 50 miles away, I mean, that donut shop, that's an important element of civic life. And I'm sorry, if somebody who is neglecting their responsibilities in a situation like that, they need to just drain their oil bins and get out of the business. I couldn't agree more.
1: I think, I mean, again, not to go too far out, but I think wars are started and ended based on on the quality of a good donut shop in town or in that city. Like, you need to you need to have that quality. There's no way around right. it. Right.
0: No. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Well, I'm glad we agree on this, and I think our listeners also uh, can appreciate this. Yeah. I, I wonder if we agree too much
0: from time to time. Oh, what is it? Mm. Do you think? I mean, do you do you agree that we maybe agree too much?
1: I could see that if I really put my mind to it. I I guess I don't really go into these. Uh, I wouldn't call them debates because they're certainly not debates. No. These, uh, these conversations... They're far too go, cordial for debates. <laughs> I wouldn't go into these uh, engagements thinking... Well, that's a good word. I uh, am going to actively disagree or we have a topic at hand that I feel very strongly in the opposite of where you are. No. Um, I mean, I think that's... I. I think there's too much of that. I think there's too much discord between mm. this and that when really can we agree or not agree that certain things are what they should be like a donut shop, like right. changing your oil, right. like how many cheeses are, you know, except acceptable to have and, you know, what they should be used for. I mean, I think we can disagree on variances. Sure
0: you're a blue cheese person. I'm certainly not. See, I don't uh, know if I would put myself in the blue cheese person category. Cause I think most of the time I don't really like blue cheese, but in the one case that I like it on a hamburger. So I don't think it's really fair for you to lump me in with all the other blue cheese people is what I'm saying. Then it's, an, it's okay. a, it's a, it's I an issue of just that. It's an issue of justice. I can
1: respect that. It's, I feel like there's a, the way you're responding right now, I feel like there's something deeper that maybe I took a small dig at right now. Uh, It's it's
0: kind of a sensitive subject to be honest. I mean, cheese is important to me and it's, and it's important for us to be precise. So precision is the key. It's not the precision and justice, precision and justice, precision Mm -hmm. and justice. Well, justice without precision is no justice at all. I mean, Mm. we've all heard that phrase many times. I think Mr. Rogers said that. I, I believe that's right. I think it was an I think it was in the, it was actually in the first year of Mr. Rogers. It was right before they introduced the character of, of, uh, of, uh, Speedy, was it, uh, Speedy Delivery? hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Speedy
1: Delivery, uh, with, right. the, uh, the red cape, I remember is like always, you know, right. rushing in off screen. Right. So,
0: but, but I mean, that was, that was, that was, you're absolutely right. That, that is exactly the, the, that was a big point for Fred Rogers. I mean, he loved, he, you know, he was a good man. Boy, <sighs> he was a good man. He was, he was precise and he, he definitely loved justice. I wonder if he ever got to serve justice. I wonder, do you think he'd be like uh Ned Stark on game of Thrones in that very first episode where <laughs> they bring a man before him that has uh-huh. uh, deserted and, run away from his responsibilities at the wall. And they bring him before, uh, Mr. Fred Rogers. And, and, and Fred Rogers says, well, you deserve the death penalty, young man. And I'm going to be the one to carry that out. And I want my, my, my young friends who watch me on television to watch this and, and, and learn that, the the king has to, is the one that makes the final decision, but he should also be the one to mete out justice.
1: I could see this happening. I would see it in a scene where Mister Rogers kind of rolls up his sweater sleeve a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe notice a couple of cooking scars, or we think they're cooking scars, mm-hmm. but they could be something mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. You know, Mister Rogers probably had to go through a few people to get to. Uh, the level of prestige that he was on that he's got show. Some,
0: he's got some red splatters mm-hmm. on his tennis shoes.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think I think it wouldn't necessarily be a, an outright blade decapitation here. I think mm. we're thinking more like a. Uh, I remember a train set that would run through. Sure, absolutely. The, the, the scene. I would imagine right, right, there would right. be something very elaborate set up with, uh, uh, you know, that kind of precision mm-hmm. on, you know, like. It will take some time for this job to be done, but it right. will be on time when it needs to be, yeah.
0: uh, and it might be a little off screen. I think Mister Rogers would do something. Think it might go. Uh, th- think the 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 train might go through the tunnel into the land of make believe, and and uh, and maybe King Friday the Thirteenth himself would meet out justice. You don't think maybe. Fred Rogers, in the form of Fred Rogers, would be the one to chop the guy's head off? It would be King Friday, or maybe I mean, Lady you-
1: Elaine. He would be the decision maker for sure, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And uh, I think at that level, we'd understand that he has been the person who actually do the deed before, sure. and now he has moved to another level, right? So you don't actually have to deliver at that point. I would say Mr. Rogers would be a higher level than a Ned Stark in this situation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Was Lady Elaine related
0: to King Friday the 13th? That's a good question. Um... I think I'd have to of some think old that footage. It felt it always felt to me like they used to be dating because there was always that tension, you know that uh, that certain something where they just there was always an edge, but they they kind of bounced back and forth between very friendly, but then there's always something that kind of just rubbed them the wrong way where you could see it's like oh well that's probably why they're not still together.
1: It could be that, or it could be one of those like. Shared family royalty situations where. Mm, no, they're. Know, yeah. Royal they have families to share are, the power based yeah. on that. That's how it's been given to them, um, that kind of hierarchy. But they have to, you know, they have to deal with each other and kind of, you know, put up a good front in some ways. But, you know, they're not really too interested in actually having to do that. But they have to. That's their lot in life in a way.
0: Yeah. And I mean, royal families are always kind of strange animals. They have to keep it going. That's their requirement yeah, boy, in some way. That would be so weird.
1: They try to get away, but at the end, they still come back. One of them always continues, even if like you think, okay, it's done. The monarchy is over. Mm-hmm. One always kind of just keeps their hat on the hook, you know, the proverbial yeah. hook. It's like, well, when this does happen, then I'll leave my, you know, philanthropy thing and, you know, Hollywood, and I'll come back and I'll begrudgingly, you know, wear the crown, you sure. know, because. That's what you do,
0: right? Right. Well, it's, it's hard to give up power. I mean, that's really the, the test, isn't it? Especially that's that's the test of a democracy. It. It's not whether you can have an election, but it's whether you can actually give up power to another duly elected person at the end of your term. Ooh, so true. Yeah.
1: I mean, what is, what is power if not the ability to let it go? Right.
0: And that's exactly what the movie Frozen was all about. So, thanks for listening, everyone. I mean, oh, hi. Uh, let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to start the show. Fantastic. Love it. Hey, everybody, welcome to Tangents Only. I'm Rob Fiorandino. I am Lewis Hout Thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. Good night.